What's good, fam? Welcome back to the Underground Treehouse Podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I am one fourth of your host, Ruben. Joining me as always is Keenan. What up? Marcos. Hi. And no Isaac today. No Isaac today, unfortunately. Oof. He wasn't able to make it. Uh, but no worries. He'll be back next week, locked and loaded. Uh, but we're going to keep it pushing with this review of Joey Badass's third studio album, 2000, a follow-up <laughs> to his uh, debut mixtape, 1999. But before we get into all that... As always, we'll start with our music recommendations of the week, as well as our local beer recommendations of the week. Uh, Marco, start us off with the music. My recommendation for music is a band that we recently just saw in concert that I couldn't stop playing because they went so fucking hard. It's called Show Me The Body. Uh, I've been listening to them for a while, and then after the concert, I just want to listen to them a lot more because they're so hardcore. And the, <laughs> the lead singer is uh actually like ruthless and the motherfucker comes out with the fucking banjo dog <laughs> how much hardcore can you get so yeah show me the body camp orchestra is a sick ass song so if you need to listen to a song by them is camp orchestra camp orchestra cool that's a good song survive is probably my favorite but then i really like canine Oof. canine is so fucking hard Oof. that that, that was that was such a fun show that was they had to follow soul glow yeah and that crowd alone was insane yeah no one was safe in that crowd man, that was a lot more hardcore than i expected i didn't think it was gonna be that violent oh man show. right and then for show me the body to have to follow that yeah dude. energy and they matched it oh and man even surpassed it in, during a couple songs mm-hmm. yeah no that was insane that show was insane oh dude it's so much fun shout out to isaac for getting his uh his phone knocked <laughs> by the, by lead, the singer. lead singer <laughs> yep yep at man. least he got his phone knocked and he didn't get pushed into like the PA system, the PA system, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like some other goofball that they just posted a video of. Yeah, some guy that got pushed by the lead singer of Show Me the Body into a PA system, and he just he's down bad, bro. We gotta post it. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll have to post we'll it. Post we'll it on. Post. We'll post it on the gram. We'll post the comparison. Who got it worse, Isaac getting his phone knocked or the dude who got pushed into the PA system? <laughs> yeah, right. Let us know on the gram. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get a poll. We'll get a poll going between the well, two. Well, if you see the video, the guy's recording, and then when he gets pushed, his phone just goes flying. So <laughs> he took two hours. He got he pushed into the PA system or three, and then he fell down, and then he lost his phone. Get it? Three fucking hours. My recommendation is the song Survival is Vengeance by New York hardcore band Mind Force. Mm-hmm. They just released this new single for their upcoming album. So this just dropped uh, July 22nd. And if you're not familiar with Mind Force, please get on it. Very thrash heavy, hardcore. Um, very fun. I'm so excited for this album. Can't wait. My recommendation of the week is going to be the new single by the uh, R&B group Division called if i get caught um i guess i don't really have too much to say about it it's just you know you're kind of run-of-the-mill toxic ass r&b club banger but it's really good uh apparently they have an album coming in 2022 i don't think there's been any uh you know formal release date or anything like that if so i would imagine this is the first single that was you know that would be released for it um and if it is and this is the kind of sound that we're going for i think it'll be cool i think it'll sound really good uh somewhat akin to like the brent fires you know, Brent Fires gets fucking called toxic all the time. So this, this, this is the same kind of shit, honestly. Uh, it was just smooth, man. Stuff to vibe out to. Playing the club, playing the car. Great song. Again, If I Get Caught by Division. All right. 
our local beer recommendation of the week was going to be from La Cumbre. It's going to be the beer. That's all <laughs> it's yeah. called. Yeah, the it's aptly called beer. named beer. It's, you know, it's all in the title. Nothing fancy. Just your straight run-of-the-mill beer. But don't get it twisted. Just because it's normal does not mean it Oof. falters in any way, shape, or form as far as the taste goes. Yep. It's a beautiful beer. Beautiful. Um, there's some uh, beers that, you know, don't taste as good uh, when they're not in tap. Like when they're can. packaged? Yeah, when they're packaged. But this one fucking is really good. Oh, man. This one's delicious. Yeah, it's really good. This one's delicious. Uh, right here, 2011, they won the gold medal in the... Uh, the 2011 Great American Beer Festival. They got a gold medal go. for this. We beer. got a gold medal beer on the podcast tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Lacumbre. Thank you, Lacumbre. Shout out, Lacumbre. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Shout out to Isaac too. Cheers Shout to you, Isaac, Isaac, if you're hearing us right now. Yeah, we'll be cheersing with him soon enough. We miss you, baby. I don't know about all that, but <laughs> getting into the review, 2000 by Joey Badass. Marcos's pick. Uh, go ahead and explain why you picked this. Well, because Joey Bass is one of my favorite artists from the new generation, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, OG ass fucking New York rapper. So, uh, of course, when I heard that he was finally, after many delays, that he finally dropped 2000, I was like, right, well, it's either going to be this or Lupe Fiasco or uh, Sabrina Carpenter. And I have to go with my OG ever since uh, Pro Era, bro, the early days of Pro Era. So, based off the title 2000, uh, it seemed like this was going to be kind of like a somewhat of a spiritual successor to his debut mixtape 1999, which is regarded by many to be like one of the best mixtapes ever made. Um, not only in name, but this year is also the 10-year anniversary of 1999 coming out. Yeah. So, it seemed like there was a couple dots, you know, connecting the two. Um, so, I mean, Marcos, I know you're familiar with 1999. I know you weren't Keenan before this. No, not at all. You you went back and revisited 1999 though. So I yeah I actually I think I listened to 1999 more than 2000 this week. Oh shit. So yeah, just to educate myself, I did go back. Okay. And listen to it. And what do you think? What do you think about Survival Tactics? Oof! I was actually telling Ruben this the other day. <laughs> I would not let that song finish. I kept restarting it. It was so hard. That song so. St- Dumb and so heart, like dude. i told ruben i was like yo i think i was onto something and i went and looked and it was actually like one of his like top five like most popular songs and i was like ah oh, shit well that <laughs> makes sense this song is hard yeah, yeah man so good survival uh tactics is definitely a certified classic and it made the playlist of hell course it yeah did. it always does said, of course dude. it did <laughs> the whole mixtape pretty much does sorry man. i'm a whole decade late to the party y'all. <laughs> hey it doesn't matter as long as you show up as long yeah, as you it show is like up a decade huh it came out what yeah were like, 2012 yeah 2012. it's been a full 10 years yeah. Full 10 years, man. So, you know, me and you, Marcos, being familiar with 1999 and you, Keenan, uh, listening to it. Did you guys have any certain expectations going into 2000 uh, based on the connections between the two projects? Did you have any type of like preconceived notions? Because I definitely did. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, I did. 1999 is one of my top five favorite mixes of all time. And then waiting five years to hear another solo album from Joy Bass and knowing that it's a kind of like intertwined with 1999 i was super stoked to hear about it mm-hmm. and then after so many delays uh this album got i don't know i think it got like three or four delays on it mm-hmm. i was like yo this thing better you know I, ha- I have high expectations for it and see for me i think i differ from you guys because you guys have that you know 10 year anticipation if it is going to be you know um the the counterpart to 1999 mm-hmm. um and or whereas like you know just the five year of just anything solo by him mm-hmm. whereas literally i listened to all of this like during this week 
So I kind of expected like maybe like some references, Mm -hmm. but as far as like the anticipation, I'm just not at that level with you guys. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm with you, Marcos. I had the, you know, the connection between 2000 and 1999, you know, it was, you know what it kind of felt like? It kind of felt like when hip hop artists, um, like take Eminem, for example, like when he drops like the Marshall Mathers LP two, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going back to my roots. You know what I mean? Like, I ventured off and I did this other shit. Now I'm going to go back to, like, what made me an artist and what, like, really put me on the spotlight. So that's kind of what I felt like he was going to be doing with this. So I was like, oh, shit, okay. So I was expecting to get some, like, real grimy New York beats, you know. Uh, basically, 1999 2.0 is what I was expecting. Wow. Um, so just to throw a debate out there, don't you think the beats are kind of New York grimy kind of in a way? I mean, you got Static Selecta on here on majority of the beats. Yeah, that's true. No, Static Selecta did his fucking thing on this album. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't dude. think the beats were part of the problem. I think it was Joey trying to get back to his roots because he does not have that same flow that he did on 1999. Right, right. Well, I think you could definitely tell he's evolved as an artist. You know, he's definitely a lot more mature. And I think you hear the maturity a lot more in the beats, too. Um you know, and a lot of these beats, you know, they're not super polished or anything. You know, it's not like we're getting we we got maybe two or three songs that are like this super squeaky clean, like radio kind of hits. But other than that, I mean, like you said, Static Selective laid down some super nice boom bap type beats. You know, Chuck Strangers had a great beat. Um, Kirk Will, Knight. Yeah, Mike Will made it. Yeah, Mike Will made it. I mean, so it, it, it seems like it's more of like a matured sound for him. You know what I mean? It, it's like. It's like the grown-up version of 1999, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay. It literally is. <laughs> yeah. This is, man's a whole 10 years older. <laughs> yeah, so, right. So, so let's, 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 uh, let's debate on this really quick. Would you think that he was trying to go back to his roots on this album? Do you, do, wait, are you asking, yeah, do, do I you, think he yeah, did? Do you think, or do you both, do you guys think? I don't know if you've heard him enough from 1999. Like, do you think he was trying to go back to 1999? Like that kind of, no, or do you think he's okay? Like he was trying to actually you know um hit the target on it like showing a maturity mature sign of the growth that he's kind of yes right there like the like showing his growth because that's actually what i did pull away from the two obviously because you you have this 17 year old talking about you know trying to make it trying to get there you know and then now in 2000 literally a lot of these songs are just like just like his glamorous life now yeah, what's yeah. that song called? It's actually like he's made it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what the album, that's not kind of like, that's what the album gives off, especially mm-hmm. like with with a lot of his lyrics. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, like like you said, Keenan, it's very like braggadocious, you know, it's very, oh yeah, uh, like like you said, he made it. So yeah. now, he, now he's, you know, going to be bragging about it. So one of the things that I don't think I really fuck with too much on this is like, I understand it's in the nature of hip hop, you know, to be braggadocious. And I understand, you know, a lot of hip hop um, is, you know, very image based. Um, but he kind of has some comparisons and, you know, the the whole comparison of him throwing himself in the top three with Kendrick and J. Cole. And then just like the constant like shout outs from like Nas, which is cool. But, you know, all these constant little like. Shout outs from Nas and Diddy and, you know, whoever else, like at the end of these tracks, these little skits being like, yo, Joey Badass, man, fucking OG, he's been in the fucking game. It's like, I feel like we kind of got it after the first instance, which was off the baddest with Diddy. I, I just, I didn't understand the need for him to feel like he needs to like throw it in our face so much. You, like, do you get what I'm saying? It, it just felt like so unnecessary. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you could make it even before the album. You could make that point even before the album, whenever Hove put him on, you know, whenever Hove signed, co-signed him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's it. That's enough, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, now that he has P. Diddy and Nas and... He has someone else, right? I forgot who else he has. Absol? I know Absol says one of the last... Oh, on Survivor's Guilt. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like a shout-out. Because he's, cause, uh, he's basically, like, telling the story about how he, like, got in with Pro Era, or, like, when he first met them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then how he, like, it came full circle, and then how somebody asked him if he knew Capital Steez. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's another cosign, too, is through Absol. Cool. Um, so... But I think that I think that Absol one is a little different. Oh, okay. Because it, because that's like a, a direct reference to like Capital C's and it ties in with the song, whereas all the other ones are like, "Yo, fuck a Joey badass." You know what I mean? It's just so like, okay, we get it. Like, and it's you know, it's it's Diddy and Nas, like two le- legends. Absol yeah. Is in the legends. So. Yeah. I don't okay. really give a fuck what Diddy has to say, but <laughs> Nas, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like I said, it, it's it's just the whole. It's the whole hip hop bravado kind of image, you know, like like throwing yourself top three with with fucking uh, Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. It's just like, but <sighs> to be fair, he has never been like this. Like the last uh, album came out was American, uh, all American badass, all American badass, and it was all about you know pretty much politics. He's never really that's true. I mean, paper trails, I guess, off before the money and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. still, that wasn't as you know as showing off as. He has a lot in, in this uh, in this album, so no, he was talking his shit in this album. Yeah, man. so it's, it did seem like that. Yeah. So because you guys are, I mean, you guys are definitely more familiar with all three of those <laughs> <laughs> of those artists compared to me. So it was the hype for this album. As like, was there no, was there as much hype as like uh, you know like the Kendrick or Cole album? In my opinion, I would have I would be more hype if I didn't listen to this album already. I would have been more hyped for this album than uh what's it mr mr morale yeah yeah and i don't know j cole's last album but um i would have been more hyped for this uh-huh. than really Kendrick's next project and j cole's 100 percent. i prefer joy badass over both of them damn okay i i think the overall consensus is no, no. yeah <laughs> yeah i i think uh you know because so so take take this for instance you know this is his first project in five years right and kendrick's last album was also his first project in five years Mm -hmm. and as soon as kendrick announced his shit as soon as he announced mr morale like social media was blowing up and it was being advertised everywhere and the the hyper was so extreme like people were having fucking listening parties to this shit at midnight when it dropped you know oh and then when joey badass announced his it's not like nobody cared but it was just like you know, the, it just it doesn't have there. that same hype. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think that's, like, such an egregious fucking, like, pedestal to put yourself on, you know? But why is that? It's not like he's not on their level skill-wise or writing-wise. Like, he is there. Like, he, this mm-hmm. he could he could write and he could flow. But why is it then? He just doesn't market himself really good? Doesn't market himself good enough? Like, why I, is it? I think it could maybe be a marketing thing, too, for sure. I think his music just doesn't have that big mainstream appeal. Um which I think is a good segue into like the songs on here, the very few that do have so I have a mainstream appeal. So I have a hot take. I mean, Kendrick's really isn't either. Yeah, but he. Yeah, I guess so. Damn, damn was not a good project. I I liked it. 
it was not. I thought that was it was right. not. It was not like a top Kendrick project. Like what people were expecting. Like it wasn't. It didn't hit. It didn't right. hit the mark. But it had those. It had the mainstream appeal. Like love was fucking all over the yeah, radio. But, yeah, but what we're talking about is like Kendrick getting that audience. Like I don't think he deserves. You know, hot take. Damn. I don't think, I don't think he deserves holy the, shit. <laughs> motherfucker sold like three hundred and fifty thousand uh, uh, in one week. Yeah. Like I don't think it's that good to it for it to sell. But people want to listen to. What they what they want to listen to, I think you know this deserves more than that. And I think the thing with like Kendrick is he like his music, it it it, it captures everybody. You know what I mean? Like Joey Badass, like his music is more so just strictly straight hip hop. You yeah. know, if you're a hip hop head, you'll like it and you'll get you know a couple outliers here and there. Whereas Kendrick, like he makes music for the hip hop heads, and then he makes music for the mainstream audience, and then he makes music for like the woke community. Like, yeah, he, Joey Badass just doesn't have that same type of reach with his music. So yeah, so I, I think that's a good segue uh, into the into these couple tracks that I want to talk about. Um, so despite it having again a more mature sound, we do get a little bit of that like boom bap type of like eighties nineties hip hop. Oh yeah, um, tell um, us tell us the first the first verse. <laughs> On this album, bro. The That's first, your, your favorite. No, verse. I would tell you the first line comes from fucking Diddy. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Diddy. The very first lyrics he has is, "Oh, you ain't know I could play the piano, did you?" I what? I thought we were getting like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, Diddy, we don't care, bro. Dude, we do not care. And then, <laughs> can you stay New York City? That's kind of hard because it, it's it's kind of like setting up Joey Badass and. Yeah. I mean, the baddest is actually a, a really nice intro. Like, it, and it's just Joey coming in hot, you yeah, know, spitting, bro. Yeah, I can take five years off because my shit is timeless. That <laughs> that shit is nice. But yeah, so two songs that I really want to talk about, um, because they're definitely the outliers, are um, "Cruise Control" and "Welcome Back" with uh, Capella Gray and Chris Brown. Uh, I think "Cruise Control" actually kind of does the pop the pop sound decently. Uh, the hook on it is great. And it's just like a nice little boppy kind of like summertime hip hop song. Uh, actually, really fuck that song. Uh, yeah, that's the one that Mike Will Mike Will made it produced. Oh, he produced that yeah, one. That's, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It's a great song. When he says it was all a dream, came in at seventeen. Me and my pro arrow team focus on better things. Yeah, man. And he, they hit it. You know, it's funny that he mentions pro arrow and like steez a lot in this album, but he doesn't have one one fucking feature from anyone from pro arrow. Yeah, actually, yeah, I. I'm glad you brought that up. He does have Chuck Strangers and Kirk Knight on this, and they're they're you know original Pro Era members. Um, yeah, but there's not verses. But yeah, there's no verses. I mean, Nick Caution dropped something earlier this year. Uh, Diamond Lewis, I love Diamond Lewis. I don't know what the fuck happens to that dude. Um, but uh, yeah, it would have been nice. So I actually read his uh, uh, Ask Me Anything on Reddit, and uh, somebody asked him like, "Yo, how come there wasn't?" So 1999 ends on a big posse cut with Pro Era, and he was like, "Did you?" You know, were you thinking of maybe doing something similar in 2000? And he said that, you know, him and the Pro Era's, like, crew just aren't close anymore. And they all live in different states. And he said he tried. that He tried to reach out, but he was just saying it just didn't work. So I guess that's his reasoning for not having any Pro Era verses. But I think he should have, you know. If, if the concept is tying back to 1999, you know, it's well, you kind of think an oversight. If you really but... want it to work, you'll, you'll make it work. Exactly. Is, he, you right. delayed the album, like, three times, man, like... You know, if you really wanted to have pro, if you could make it and you wanted it to make it happen, it would have happened. I agree, definitely. But and I honestly think it would have made this album a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to the features. We'll get to the features. Uh, but sorry, back to cruise control. So, um, this is one of the 
first songs that he mentions his daughter. Right. And so um, it, it's it's pretty cool because, you know, if if you know if you are gonna compare it to its counterpart, it's you know you're literally watching this man grow mm-hmm. from a 17 year old, and then <laughs> now you know he's a grown ass adult. Yeah, he has you know he, he has a child now, uh-huh. and then you know I know he's humble, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it just doesn't come off. Right, it just doesn't come off like that. And like I know you were saying, it's like it's like a part of like this. It comes with a genre, right? To just you know talk about things like that. But it's like man. Like you just don't come off as humble anymore. Yeah, and yeah, so, definitely. Um, I don't know, but this one definitely. I did like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna, you know, sound like a a scratch CD over here, but the <laughs> the beats uh-huh. are nice. Oh yeah, on every song. Right. This this whole album, beats are nice, but this one um definitely stuck out. Um, I don't know if it was because uh with his tone it was like more like catchy. Right. So like a more of like a radio hit, like you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this one. That's actually cool. I, I'm glad that you brought up that uh that point with his daughter because it just adds like another layer to like the maturity of maybe of this song. Yeah. Um, maturity not only in like the content but also maturity in the sound. Um, oh yeah. I actually I give him props for kind of you know venturing off from the from the boom bap. Um, again, that's kind of what I was expecting. And could we maybe have done away with? another kind of pop song that will actually start now yeah we probably could have um but i get i give him props for you know stepping out of that comfort zone yeah, it's um, de- it definitely is a different joey oh definitely 100 percent, 100 percent. and i i think on first listen i was a little disappointed with what we got but the more i listened to it the more it grew on me i told you no you yeah definitely i <laughs> i wasn't a hater when i first listened to it but i was like man i expected so much more but it, it definitely started to deliver the more i listened uh so yeah, so let's get to this trash ass song. Oh, uh man. Welcome back with Compella Gray and uh Chris Brown. Chris Prizzy bro. <laughs> oh stop. Dude. Oh the my god. Abuser. Yeah. Oh, sorry, should I not say that? No, one hundred percent. This motherfucker needs to be called out every time his name Word. is mentioned. Why was this song made? Not only is the Chris Brown feature terrible, Compella Gray doesn't add shit. Joy Badass has like some of the most cringe lyrics on this shit. It was supposed to like come off as like some seductive ass song. I don't understand, but it did the opposite for me. It's just gross. Yeah. So I mean, the song is literally about Joey again with this poor dude that you hear in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. in like the intro. Mm-hmm. This poor dude, soon to be fiance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and it actually starts at the end of the uh track before it one of us yeah so there's this weird like so one of us is you know kind of like a boppy you know kind of song larry june has a really good feature on it It, it's kind of chill you know nice little song vibe yeah definitely a vibe so then it has this weird skit that kind of like ends the song and some dude's calling him and he's like hey yo who is this (laughs) And then Joey puts on this weird voice, right? Was he's like, "Oh yes, that is I." Or he says some. Oh yeah, because he's shit. like, "Are you?" What do you say? He's like, "Are you Joey?" Yeah. He's like, "Yes, it is I." <laughs> yeah. Why? And then it leads into this fucking trash ass welcome back. It's I just don't understand the need for this song. Like we already have the radio friendly hit. What? Why is this here? I uh, I hate this song. To be honest, it seems really out of place. Definitely does. Oh my god, what does he say? Third verse. Oh, God. Uh, she want to suck me like oxtail right off the bone. <laughs> Shorty, and it's honor for cocktail. And, oh, my God. It just doesn't stop. 
She tells the pussy minds I can hit it anytime. Now that's the type of shit that a dude like. She keep the pussy wet all night. She grip it tight. She suck it and lick it right. I eat it like I got a big appetite. Uh, oh, dude, that's stop. fucking bars. <laughs> that's straight bars. What are you talking about? Why? Oh, this song is terrible. So real quick, Marcos, you said it was out of place. <laughs> he has a he has like a very seductive song like this in '99 as well. He does. And so, Penny Royal. Yeah, but he doesn't have Chris yeah. Brown on it. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that that one's I, actually pretty pretty. I said too. I could do I could do this song if it was anyone but Chris Brown, but Chris Brown would just completely shit the bed for me. I I like the I like the, the lyrics on this song like they're nasty and freaky and that fucking, I could get down with that. Oh, okay. Chris Breezy just tra- tra- when I say ruined the whole song, he literally solely ruined the whole song. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I mean it's a terrible it's a terrible feature. It's a terrible verse. It's uh, a terrible song. I, I couldn't really it. you know whatever that Capella Gray. Guy yeah, it didn't really that. seem like they just had kind of a little chorus. Yeah, you know? so know. it didn't really take anything away from it or add anything special to it. But mm-hmm. Chris Brown, bro, you just completely put the dynamite on the building and lit that shit up. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it. did you did you tune into his Ask Me Anything on Reddit, Ruben? Not live, but no. but I read a little bit of it. Yeah. Did anybody call this out? <laughs> dude, actually, somebody did. So somebody commented. They were like, yo, why'd you put Chris Brown on this? And he had this comment. His reply was like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't I have Chris Brown? He's like one of the most talented artists of all time. And he said some shit like, what did he say? He said, uh, oh, I mean, I get it that you guys are judging him on his past. But I mean, look at anybody's past, you know, who's really perfect. It's like, bro. Okay. Well, you just think everybody's going around beating chicks, you know, like it, it just and then a part of his argument was, oh, and he's my friend. So I was like, oh, okay, now he's your friend that it just erases the fact that he's a fucking right, well, yeah. abuser. Okay, like, let's think about it really quick. Like, okay, you know, he he's an abuser, okay. He's your friend, okay. That's, he still came out with a trash-ass feature, man. <laughs> you should have fucking, when he sent you this, you'd be like, yeah, no, it's so, shocked. So if he would have came correct, then it would have been all absolved. <laughs> What? If he would have came correct, then his sins would be absolved. No, but it, at least, at least would have at least he would have been like, all right, at least it's a fire trap. But he's still in a piece of shit an abuser. But you know, well, speaking about right now, it's at least a fire trap. But no, <laughs> you got three check marks, bro. Like, or two. He's an abuser, and he gave you a shit fucking feature. Yeah, like, he should yeah. be canceled. I so think twice already because we got this with Kodak and Mr. Morale. Yes, and then now we get it with Chris Brown. Enjoy that. Enjoy badass. What's up with all these talented lyricists and, you know. What you got, J. Cole? Don't fuck this up. Come on, J. Cole. Don't fucking. (laughs) Man, we're counting on you, bro. (laughs) Bring in Tay K, bro. Murder someone. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to fucking. We're going to fucking uh, YWN Mally or whatever it is. You're stupid. Fucking feature, bro. All right, so yeah, just kind of wanted to get those two out of the way. Um, Other than that, you know, we, we definitely get the more polished kind of boom bap you know new york kind of sounds um shit i'll just tell you like right off the rip dude brand new 911 is so fucking good it is good oh dude that beat it's oh tell wet. me that's not a really good like uh 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 you're bragging a good, really good bragging song oh 100 percent. really good bragging song it definitely is and especially when you have a west side gun feature like yeah. you know you're just gonna get grimy ass content out of that oh the west side uh, west side gun feature isn't my favorite feature Really? Yeah, you didn't I like didn't, it? I didn't like that feature, no. Oh, man. It's because of the fucking noises he makes, man. And then... <laughs> boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Yeah. 
Hey, uh... <laughs> Dog, come on. Just shut up and spit words, man. <laughs> that's like his fucking... That's like his trademark, though. It's just a whole bunch of, like, random-ass ad-libs and then just being like... Uh, yeah, but he could spit. You know? Oh, he 100% can. He could spit. Just spit more, bro. Like, don't actually spit. Like, and <laughs> spit fucking noises. Spit words that have meaning. Word. Word. <laughs> I, 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 I like this feature. I thought his feature... You know, I, he complimented this beat very well. I thought. Yeah, I mean, was this song about a drive-by? <laughs> they asked some instances where they matched drive-bys. Yeah, <laughs> like putting bodies in the trunk. Yeah, yeah I was like, dude. yo, <laughs> that's an everyday lifestyle in the South Valley, baby. <laughs> South but instead of a fucking nine eleven, is a fucking uh, like a Monte Carlo or something. Monte Carlo, yeah. <laughs> Comparing Brooklyn to the South Valley, fam. <laughs> Yes, it is. Word. It's not Brooklyn, bro. It's outside. It's on fucking uh, bridge and uh, fucking <laughs> So another song where he uh, shouts out some more New York rappers is off the lyric. Look, I'm a flex. Do your best not to sweat the technique. Oh, yeah, dude. That dude. Um, Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. This, he has all those subtle hints in every song. And I hope... I mean, I'm, I need to go through the whole verses and find out who else he's, you know, all these Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Uh, of who he references. But uh, I don't know if this is the first time, but this is, uh, he al- he also, uh, you know, shouts out his uh, his homie Steez on this uh, on this track, too. We expose the secrecy, screaming, rest in peace to Steez. Yeah. And uh, the 13th track on the album, Survivor's Guilt, is actually the first, like, full song that he's made about capital Steez. Uh, if you don't know, Capital Steez was one of the uh, original members of Pro Era. And, um, you know, honestly, he was pretty much on the same trajectory, if not on a higher trajectory, than uh, Joey Badass, man. He came out out of the gate fucking Ooh. hot, man. He was, he had a ton of potential, um, but he killed himself in 2012. He uh, committed suicide by jumping off of a building. Um, I guess the uh, details around it are a little murky. It, it seemed like he had some kind of, like, mental health issues going on. Uh Really, really sad turnout, man. He had, he had a ton of potential. Um, so, Survivor's Guilt is the first full track that we've had from Joey Badass about this. It's been ten years, and this is the first time he's actually, you know, made a song about it. Um, man, this one, this shit hit hard. They, like you could, I mean, you could definitely tell that they were close already. But man, it, it's just crazy that ten years later, you know, he still like feels like such a huge connection to him, you know, and. Um, it resonates with him so much that, you know, he made one, a beautiful song out of it, you know? Yeah, fully agree. I mean, uh, I think he does like, uh, uh, but not to blame, but he does have a lot of, uh, he does put his whole, his whole success behind, you know, Steve's too. And, you know, the whole, uh, upbringing of pro era and the image of himself is a credit to ski to Steve's. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like you know, the title of the track is "Survivor's Guilt." Knowing that he's made it this far and he doesn't have his homie here, that is arguably better than him. Right. So, doesn't have him here. He's I, that's a feeling that I don't think will ever go away. Oh no! Oof. So I was I was reading that 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 single was actually released on what would have been Steez's 29th birthday. <sighs> Man, and like you said, like with the mental health in the you know in the beginning, because um, he actually mentions that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has a he has a line in there. You see the truth about Stilo, he lacked the mental health, but try to seek that to pe or try to say that to people way back in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's crazy because I mean mental health didn't really start to like, you know, 
the the spotlight didn't hit it until like only like a couple years ago definitely and so like it's just crazy because you just chalk it up to that back in the day and they're just like well he was crazy he was going through some shit yeah right get over it Mm -hmm. yeah get over it and it's just like nah you you can't even like shed light on it especially like for then and it's just it's just it's just sad because i mean like you said the first time you get something from him in you know the past decade mm-hmm. which is insane for how much he references him you know in this album alone i think you know he references him so many times so like i oh, can't yeah. even imagine like his other like previous work mm-hmm. you know since you know that tragedy so it i just think that's crazy that it took him this long to come out with something like on this lyric like it kind of goes to show that arguably steve's was better because he says wishing i could have stopped him let alone know how he felt lyrically couldn't top him he was a dude with the belt Oof. which oh, is yeah. kind of fact if you go dig up uh steez's capital c's uh discography like the the music that he does have out guy is insane man yeah guy would have been living uh, like uh, literally on top on par with kendrick lamar and j cole yeah Ooh. and he, drake he had the potential man he definitely did yeah and then you know he even gets into the uh he even gets to like the little scuffle that he had with steez's family uh he was trying to drop that uh king capital project and i guess the family just didn't approve of it so it was originally going to be released in 2017 and then it just never it got delayed 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 and then it just never released um so that's crazy and you know like he says here you know he he just wanted to get the music out you know he wanted the fans to listen to what he had been working on it's it's crazy you know the the layers that this kind of had you know yeah and do you guys know anything about um he has a line in there and he says uh how people could accuse me for his death you guys got anything yeah, on that? Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I saw a rumor like years ago that that uh, people were speculating that he died because or he committed suicide. He unalived himself because uh, of the success of other members of Pro Era, including Joey Badass. Um, but I don't know how deep that rumor goes or how true it is, but that's the rumor I heard about it. Yeah. It could just be some Reddit uh, incel. So, but. <laughs> Word. <laughs> probably what it is i i I didn't know anything about that i mean that 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 lyric kind of took me for a loop too because i i wouldn't understand why joey was you know kind of put to blame but yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense to me yeah i guess i guess other than survivor's guilt you know we kind of just have a medley of tracks that are uh you know some of them definitely touch on you know some deeper topics um you know show me you know talk about relationships and stuff album bro dude oh my god men i trust Dude, a fucking Men I Trust sample? Oh, my God. This has to be the best beat on the album, though. Oh, I love this shit. I mean, that sample just with the, you know, this is basically like a bittersweet love song. Mm -hmm. And then just sample with that sample behind it. Yeah. Like Marco said, this is the best song. Oh, the song is perfect. Definitely. And it came it came on after Welcome Back. You have this nasty ratchet ass shit. (laughs) And then he has a song where he's like, so close your legs for a bit, baby. Let's open up. <laughs> like, and then it is just like such a heartfelt, like one-on-one emotional song. Like, man, <laughs> like complete opposites, complete polar opposites. But yeah, a shout out to Static Selecta again for, you know, making an amazing beat, man. It's, I'm probably sounding like a scratch CD saying this, but man, Static Selecta laid some amazing production. Yeah, on and it's not thing. the first time or second time that Static Selecta and Joey Baz work together. I think Joey Badass is always on his, uh, oh yeah, always on his work. So it's fucking nice to see that he did a majority of this, uh, 
of this album. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He definitely he added that nice like New York touch to it. That dude's just the producer? Yeah. Yeah. So so he he's like a he's staple. Like <laughs> well, way better, but <laughs> way better, but he's like he gets like artists to get he, he makes a beat and he's like, All right. Gets these artists on them. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever he releases his own albums, yeah, he'll he'll just compile a whole bunch of his beats and then you know recruit these artists to rap over them. Really cool. They're essentially like compilation albums, but just like pure grimy New York hip hop. Oof, oh you guys man, have to put me on. Yeah, dude. He he has the uh, Lucky Seven, and then he has um that Green Robot one. And we just literally were talking about it. <laughs> I know. We were extended play. Extended play. Extended play, dude. Black Thought. Black Thought's verse on Bird's Eye View. Oh, yeah. You're the one like, that put me on that song, dude, too. Black Thought has a nasty-ass verse Oh, on my that. God. Like three or four minutes of straight bars. It's insane. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So if you're interested at all in Static Selected, you 100% need to go back and listen to like his quote-unquote solo projects. Um, other than that, it's just kind of like a medley of... No, we could talk about Eulogy. Eulogy? Eulogy. Eulogy. Probably my favorite beat off the whole album. Eulogy's nice. Yeah. I was going to say it. It's probably my favorite beat as yeah. well. So sick. And then he comes out with uh, with Never Did College. I still raise dollars for tuition. You could buy my album for like $8. Oh, best money you ever spent. Yeah. Best <laughs> money you ever spent. The best money you ever lend. Lend. Oh, that's right. He hits it with both of them. Yeah, yeah that's nice. That's yeah, that nice. Hard. Yeah, what what I I forget what song it is, but he also has that lyric where he's like dropped out of dropped out of school, still voted most likely to succeed. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> that's that, pretty yeah. nice. I, I I fuck with that. But oh, since we're on eulogy, no, no, uh, let me say it because I think oh. it goes hard. <laughs> I think it. Go, all right, you say it since no, I said it. No, Keenan, you you got it. You, you got to say because I just said I just said a fire ass verse. All right, spit it. <laughs> so <laughs> that whole that whole verse is hard. That one line, he has a corny line where he says, I'm a hip hop a pot. <laughs> it's like, what? what? <laughs> you gotta say it. He says, swimming mainstream like a hungry hip hop apotamus. <laughs> you ain't great white guy. You just a great white lie with great ties to what seemed to be a great white guy. Cut it. <laughs> Cut. Uh, uh, <laughs> that part, man. Oh, that shit goes hard. Stop. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Oh, my God, man. It, it It's kind of clever, like, with the whole, oh, he's mainstream. He's swimming like a fucking hippo. But, like, <laughs> like the delivery just feels so awkward to it, you know? I I, I, I agree. I got you, Keenan. Thank you. I got oh, you. Thank I got you, you guys. <laughs> but the, the lyrics in this one were tied because, like, kind of like a little step back from that lavish lifestyle mm-hmm. and this was this song was this song was for the regular people definitely the nine to fives yeah. mommy's in the six and chills man there See, we go the thing i think the thing that we do all agree on is the fucking third verse or the outro on this song with his for some reason i don't know why the fuck he auto-tuned his voice yeah oh, yeah so i originally thought that this was the uh jit appearance and yeah. i was like wait what the fuck? I thought this was like happening later on the album. Like, does he have two features on this? But no, it's just Joey Badass like pitched. Uh, what what was the purpose of this? I don't get it. I don't know. I didn't not like it at all. That's the thing I have about this song is the fact that he auto tuned his voice like really annoyingly mm-hmm. towards the end of the of the track. Yeah. So that's the thing. I don't have it. The the corny verses I get by, but not the auto tune, man. Mm-hmm. Well, we should talk about that Jid feature because that's probably the best feature off the whole album, in my opinion. I think Jid nails it. On his verse, bro, like, he killed it. No, I agree. It's it's one hundred percent the best feature on this album. I love the lyric uh, with the safety on the semi, like Xavier McKinney. 
dude like me just saying it like this sounds fresh like he has such a good flow and he's just able to like bend these words and then he follows it up with giant world dudes mind too many like he just has like all dude. these cool little like inflections you know that rhyme in different ways yeah that's why i think he has the best features because he has delivery on his punchlines. oh dude he he's top tier man yeah, top tier i need to listen to more of his music actually he he ha- he has a he has a decent body of work. Um, he has what's the one the the dream story or something, the forever story. The forever, forever story, story is a really good really good I'll project to, for me. I have to listen to. It. I've only ever heard his features. Yeah, uh, I think he's actually gonna have something coming out soon. Well, I, I think I saw. It. Oh, dude, I'm 100 percent on that man. Jid, Jid, Jid has always come correct, dude. I don't think I've ever heard him slack on anything. What record is he on? Like what label? Dreamville. He's on Dreamville. Yeah. God damn. He's on Dreamville. So what if he's, been, he's not. Do you know if he's from New York? No, I think he's Southern. Let's see. Destin Root. What the fuck? Oh, East Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta rapper, huh? Yeah, yeah grimy as fuck. <laughs> Word. Southern. And you know, this song didn't really like catch me at first. Um, cause this is already what this is already the eleventh track. You know, we still have three more after this, and it it's it kind of started to lose me a little bit especially because the beat was good but it wasn't anything like super interesting so i was like you know uh you know just kind of getting through it but then man jid comes through and jid is just so good man he he has this great flow and i love his voice and his cadence man he he definitely knows how to like pick the energy pick up the energy of a song yeah he knows how to flow with the beat really well oh dude so, skates over it yeah so that flow was nice i didn't like one of those last lines when, he, <laughs> when he's like if you're gonna ride with me then ride with ride with me got a glock nine and god with me uh, i was like well, i mean that's kind of fast uh, that was kind of corny <laughs> cool. no it's kind of corny <laughs> but i mean he was my second favorite feature oh okay oh don't so tell who's me chris breezy's your first bro, <laughs> bro. that's crazy <laughs> no who's your first larry june Oh, you like Larry June? I love that verse. Oh, okay. That whole part and uh, that's the in the song "One of Us." Okay. Um, that's actually one of my top songs, all because nice. of that. All because of that verse. All because okay. of Larry June. Okay. I like the way he flowed. I don't even know who that man is. I didn't bother <laughs> to look him up, but that flow over that beat was nice. You did it. I'm the type that let a bad bitch walk away, bro. Because <laughs> that ain't my main focus. I'm on bigger things. Okay. All right, Larry. Yeah, that's nice. how every king should be. <laughs> bro, 10,000 in my sock and I'm rocking shorts. <laughs> that's clean, Fuck dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's so clean. That's yeah. corny. Oh, Get shit. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's not like super technical. He ain't dropping like no. lyrical spiritual shit, but he just rides, like he said, he rides it smooth. Yeah, just smooth. Mm-hmm. And so, do y'all know who this man is? <laughs> no, I actually don't know. No, I don't I, know. I've never listened to Larry no. June. So. Right, well, so that's why I, that's why I stepped aside from like hip hop because it's so fucking oversaturated where there's like so many rappers on the come up and shit. It's just like hard to keep. I had a full time job, dog. Not until <laughs> our our listeners y'all make this our full time job, then I'll go into every fucking genre and learn Word. every fucking artist. They listen to their whole yeah. discography. Hell yeah! But Support our Patreon. Get, exactly. <laughs> listen to our Spotify and make this my full time job, so I can go in here and listen up who the fuck Larry June is. Word. So real quick, I was I was gonna bring it up earlier. I hate how pretty much the intro to Welcome Back, uh-huh. I hate how it starts off at the end at, of One of Us. Oh. It's like, damn, this was like one of my favorite songs. And then what is this? <laughs> then he fucks it up. Oh, then it starts off with that trash interlude that eventually leads into Welcome Back. Yeah. 
this one's like very bouncy and wavy too. It was. That's that's why I think I, I think that's why I vibed with it. Yeah, yeah. Again, Static killed this one. Uh, he also produced uh, "Make Me Feel," and these two songs are very similar in the sense that they have like a very soulful like um, vocal sample. Yeah. Uh, but make me feel was just oh my god, dude! Make me feel is probably dude, a top you three. You Prezi on my wrist? Call that bro. Joe Biden, bro? <laughs> Sheesh! My first playthrough of this this album that was the line that stuck out the most. That, that was it, bro. That shit was hard. I was saying that all week. <laughs> Said keep the game at bay like the 49ers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so in this one, um, this is the first shout out to Steez. I mean. It, something as simple as just you know just rest in peace steez mm-hmm. you know and uh and june yeah so i um it's probably just because like i'm a nujibis fanboy yeah but i thought that this was a reference to nujibis because in the past he's referenced him uh-huh. and i think he's actually rapped on a nujibis beat like a while back um that's what i thought it was but i guess it's junior because he also references that in survivor's guilt yeah junior b or something like that I, I don't know anything about that. No, yeah, yeah no, I, I don't either. Well, I mean, but the line was, you know, rest in peace to Steez in June. They put the battery inside my back. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, just to keep him going. Goddamn. Yeah, hell yeah. So, we got to talk about a single that he dropped, the Zip Codes. A fucking smooth-ass mm, fucking track. Smooth. Oh, my God. That jazz beat. <laughs> that jazz beat. Yeah. And that's Kirk Knight. Oh, Kirk it is Knight Kirk Knight, yeah. killed that beat. Yeah. He has some of my favorite uh, 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 bars on this uh, on this track. One of them is, could have made the Goonies clap, but masked up like MF Doom. Don't know what truly had. Rest in peace. Oof. He also says something funny. He's like, 100,000 hours and you dudes only masturbate. He also pros after <laughs> yeah. procrastination. <laughs> oh my god man he he has some funny ass lines on this too yeah, okay his alib is the is literally haha <laughs> yeah okay so that brings uh, me up to one okay no. so one of the uh, you guys want to talk about corny all right so the last track written in stars is actually really nice like this has a cool little switch up it sounds like it's played with like some live drums you know it sounds like there's a big like live instrumentation back to it uh, it's actually a really good way to close out the album. Yeah, it was. I actually yeah, I really like this. Yeah, it's a really uh, nice also, outro track. Mm-hmm. Also featuring Diddy again. Also, yeah, Diddy, and I guess I don't mind him too much on this one. It's not terrible. Obviously not. I'm not able to point him out. See, that's funny because <laughs> I didn't mind him. <laughs> that's funny because I didn't mind him on on the opener. I'd rather have him on the opener than the closing. But it's cool, like he wraps it up like this. Right. But I do prefer the opening than the closing. Oh, okay. From Diddy. I feel you. I feel you. Um, that's funny. Polar opposites of that. Um, but I have to say it. I have to say it. <laughs> say my stock like a teenage cock. It stays up. <laughs> Why? Oh my god! You weren't breaked up when you were a teenager, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I don't need to hear Joy Badass rapping about uh, it. That's the point. <laughs> it's a joke. Fuck! Stay I swimming like a hip hop apotamus. <laughs> what does the ad lib say after that? That That's lib? why I brought it up because the okay. the, the ad lib is the same thing. It's like his little haha attached oh. to it. I don't give a fuck if you added that man. Just cut that bar out. Oh my god, dude! That's just a fire ass bar. What Jesus Christ! About? Yeah, that's one thing about Joey. He's not scared to. Say the most like obnoxious like fucking with top three MC <laughs> teenage cocks. <laughs> so he actually has another reference to a uh, another artist who has since passed away. Uh, XXX 
on Head High. Oh, does he really? I think I saw it actually. What's the lyric? What? I thought you'd be all over this. I know. I thought That's you'd be boy. all over that. It's I the whole Ash. second verse. What? I probably. Yeah. It's the whole song. <laughs> it's the whole... whole song. Yeah. Spit it. Spit the reference. You know, the, the first verse is, you know, just kind of talking about how, you know, time doesn't wait for anybody. It's, you know, kind of a. Um, Anyone like, can get it at any time. Essentially, yeah. And then that leads into the second verse, which talks about X. And I mean, he says it explicitly right here, you know, uh, took a trip to Miami that March, couple of weeks right before my daughter got born uh, to meet up with this kid by the name of X. Had to go to him because he was on house arrest nonetheless. And then he's just talking about how he like in a way kind of mentored him, you know, and how he was saying like, I gave him oh, fair criticisms yeah. and any other artist would push it away, but he didn't. So and then oh. he even hopped on the track. With yeah. X for his album. Mm hmm. Yep. So, uh, yeah. And then again, another reference. Shit had me reminiscing, had me thinking about Stilo. Okay. Um, so, yeah, because, uh, yeah, one of my all time favorite exit songs is Infinite, Infinity 88888. And that has an extremely hard fucking verse by Joey Badass. You guys need to listen to it, man. It's so, it's, it's just, it's off the question mark album. Just like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think it, I just went, it went over my head, honestly. I mean, it's a little heartfelt, so I guess I won't go too into it. But again, you know, referencing his uh, friendships with uh, very problematic people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess we won't speak ill of the dead. So <laughs> yeah, but accident unalive himself. He got yeah, but he beat his chick. Oh yeah, pregnant. <laughs> oh, pregnant chick. Pregnant chick. Oh, is it, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, fucked. Yeah, I guess that kind of touches on the points that i wanted to bring up does anybody else have any other songs bars features anything else they want to talk about no i just think that he could have had a lot more features from Torero, but that's about it yeah i think so too i mean again we got the beats but you know it would have been nice mm -hmm. to get some features no yeah i'm good uh keenan go ahead and start us off final thoughts final score and top two tracks all right so like i said in the beginning you know i I, I listened to the, the, the mixtape, 1999, before I dove into this album because I thought there was going to be, like, you know, some type of relation between the two. Mm -hmm. um, and so after listening to 1999 all week, um, I can see how a, any, like, true fan of Joey would have high expectations for this. Um, although although I didn't, I, I, I didn't, um, it was just, it was cool to hear his growth. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could, again, like I've been saying, you can you can tell he's a 17 year old kid on the come up. Like, I don't know if he was already big at the time um, of the mixtape, but you can tell, you know, he, he's a kid on the come up. Whereas in this one, you know, he talks about the glamorous lifestyle, you know, about making million dollar deals and buying the 911 and having the house, having all this. And so, like in this album, I felt like he just kind of plateaued. Kind of like he he made it, mm -hmm. he made it. So again, to see that growth was cool, but I feel like I don't know if he did enough. I guess the boom bap was there. It was definitely just more refined. Um, his tone, his tone was nice. You could tell the man has age on him. You know, it's even referenced in the album. Um, that was pretty cool. But I feel like again, I just didn't think he, I didn't think he took it to like that next level, like his counterpart. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that being said. Uh, my top three tracks were Course Show Me How, One of Us, Zip Codes. Nice. And after all that, 
I got to give it seven and a half out of ten. Oh, well, that's higher than I thought. That's higher it. than I okay. thought you were going to give it to. No, no. That yeah, because, I mean, in the end, I mean, me, I, mm. I liked it for what it was. Right. You know, because I didn't have any expectations. Um, so, to me, it, this was still this was still a bop, you know. Um, a lot of songs made the playlist, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with it. And I'm, I'm excited to, you know, learn a lot from you guys. So, <laughs> it's going to be cool to go back and, you know, listen to, like, the like this whole, like, pro era group and, you know, you guys were telling me about Capital Steve's before we came in here. And so, like, yeah. it's going to be cool to, like, go off and kind of, like, see everybody else. And, like, even his, like, Joey's, like, earlier work instead of just 1999. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, for me, uh, I was I was super uh, anticipated for this album. I had high expectations for this album for a while, especially when I found out that it was uh, tied in some way, shape, or form to 1999. And... Uh, a lot of the tracks here um, fell short compared to 1999, but because he matured a lot and knowing that with time that he was able to uh, still put out, produce really good written music and even uh, come together with such a, a talented producer and still produce a really good body of work, like it satisfied my taste to it, but you know, it's just it's just like, you know, when you hear Drake coming out with an album, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be fucking lit. <laughs> and then he just comes out with, honestly, never mind, you know. <laughs> Shout out to our old <laughs> podcast. Episode. But you're just like, what the fuck is this? Oh, not to that level, but I was just like, I was expecting a whole lot more out of it. But nothing less, like, it's still really good. He still has his funny-ass bars. He still r- writes really well. He flows really sweet. I think the one thing that he lacks on on this album is, like I said, his features, man. He just lacks his features on this album. That's honestly it. Mm-hmm. So I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, an 8 out of 10. And my top three tracks are Show Me is number one for sure. That nice. I, I was saying that for the longest fucking time. Eulogy and then Zip Codes. Okay. Um, You know, I'm probably going to sound like a scratch CD <laughs> saying this. I'm, I'm basically going to parrot what you said. Um, I had, you know, high expectations going into this too, you know, given the um, tie-in with 1999. Um, did it fully deliver? No, not necessarily, but with that being said, I do think this was a step in the right direction, you know? It's definitely a more mature sound for him, Um, and I think if this is like the predecessor to maybe another album that kind of explores maybe different sounds or maybe, you know, explores different topics, then, you know, I I think it's it was definitely an album that needed to be made. Um, You know, again, I, I kind of... I, I uh, appreciate what he did with like Welcome Back and uh, Cruise Control. I appreciate the fact that he was able to kind of like step out of his comfort zone and, you know, try something a little bit more poppier, you know, a little bit more glitzier. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, other than that, you know, it's just more of kind of like a refined boom bap sound, which is good, but it isn't anything new. You know, it, it, it isn't like Keenan said, it's just kind of a plateau. It's it's good, but it isn't taking, you know, any any other risks, you know aside from a couple tracks. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, it's solid. It's solid for what it is. So I'm very excited to see what he comes out with after this. Uh, my final score for it is going to be a seven. Um, and my top three tracks are going to be number three, Show Me, uh, number two, Zip Codes, and number one, Make Me Feel. Sick with yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, it was kind of hard to like, it, it was kind of hard to narrow down just the three. Um, you know, Obviously, have to give like shout outs to uh, Survivor's Guilt, uh, Eulogy, 
written oh, yeah, in the stars. There's like, so much good tracks on this album, dude. Yeah, it, it, it was really hard to, to yeah. pick a top three for sure. Okay, and that does it. That wraps up our review of 2000 by Joey Badass. If you've heard it, let us know what you think. If you haven't heard it, give it a listen. Then let us know what you think. Um, yeah, I guess that basically wraps it up. Till next time, we out. Bye. Peace. Peace.